All right, welcome back. Uh, DMP episode 17. Al, how we doing? We're doing good, man. Um, coming down the stretch for the uh, the Warriors, so excited to get some playoff ball next week. How about you? Yeah, absolutely good, man. An exciting win last night. Uh, pulled it out against the Jazz, so they're playing the Suns right now. Hopefully they can get that one out too and look forward to uh, the play-in. But um, enough about that. Today we have a very special guest joining us. A good friend of ours, uh, CCS champion, the head coach of the Archbishop Reardon Crusader uh, varsity basketball team, none other than Joey Curtin. Joe, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Anytime. Um, how's everything going, man? How you been dealing with the pandemic? Uh, I know it shook a lot of things up. How are, yeah. how are things? Man, uh it really, it really did. And and speaking just from a basketball point of view, right, from a Reardon basketball point of view, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were the first school, I think maybe one of the first two schools. Um, we were playing in the state playoffs, right? So we were the number one seed in Division One. So how they do it now is they – they kind of just rank every team in Northern California and then they, they kind of bracket you from there. Right. So just go down the bracket, don't go down the rankings and then bracket, bracket, bracket. So we ended up being the number one seed in division one and we had won our first two games. So we were in the quarterfinals, um, uh, semifinals actually. And then we, we were about to tip off against De La Salle at home and they pulled us off the court and they said, Joe, can you come to the athletic director's office? Something happened. And so we, this is just when we just were hearing about coronavirus. Like it wasn't really, you know, it's kind of like, what is it? it what's going on? Is it was it new. Serious. Yeah. It's March 7th, 2020. And um, they said, we're going to postpone your game. We got a call, a student, a parent of a student at the school might have this coronavirus. And so we just want to be careful, make sure none of your kids had classes with him, something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move the game to Monday. This was a Saturday and they never, they never rescheduled that game. Obviously, you know, it just never happened yeah. from that moment forward. It kind of blew up. That was the week it kind of just took off. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was a, you know, real chance. And, uh, and, you know, in my heart, I knew that we were going to go to the state championship that Friday. Like there was just in my mind, I'm like, we're going to go to golden one center. We're going to play at the state championship game and we'll see what happens. Like, it'll be a great game. And, and we're rolling. And um, as a coach, you've been around it for a while as a player, you know, I played in the state championship game, my senior year, like at Reardon, like, I just knew, like, you just had this feeling like, okay, this team is destined, you know, special. Um, yeah. It just, it's just a moment. You know, sometimes you get to the end of the season, you're like, you know, my team just has too many flaws that we just can overcome and it is what it is. And um, doesn't mean we'd had a bad year, but this team was special. It had a lot of talent. It just, all the stars kind of lined up. We were going to play at home the whole playoffs. Right. Like, mm. and you know how a Reardon home playoff game gets like, yes, sir. The crowd, yeah. <laughs> the crowd's crazy. The band's crazy. Like we, it was, it was jumping. Like there's no, no, there's no way someone's gonna come into our house and beat us there. There's just no way. Yeah, no chance. And, uh, it just, it, it, so that that put a wrap on that, and um, that was tough. That was tough because we had a very senior heavy team, and 
they were done with their high school career just like that. And so, yeah, that, that led into, you know, not playing the whole summer, getting to the fall, same thing. And we're here now in the middle of basketball season in May. And it's so weird. Yeah. I must say that team, like we saw you guys play a couple of times and, and for the amount of high school basketball I watched, that was one of the most like fun I've ever seen a group of guys have on the floor. Like mm-hmm. it felt like the, the, the high school games you see on TV, crowd was rocking every kid was just smile on his face um like i said it, it, that was like like front of the row seats you need to watch these games because you guys had fun out there it was so fun to watch yeah for sure um and that was one thing that i always <clears throat> tried to preach like i told myself you know i think we kind of had similar high school um like type of coaching and like you know careers kind of and one thing that I always wanted was I wanted them to have fun. I didn't want it to be a drag, you know, and I didn't want it to be like where the end of the season, you were like, wow, I'm so glad the season's over. Like I'm done, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've seen it happen and it's horrible. Like I I was like, when I'm a coach, I'm never going to do that. You know, I just told myself that like, I'm going to let these guys have fun. Like I want them to have fun playing a game and look, same thing. I tell my teams like losing is not fun to me. You know, there's nothing fun about losing. So we're going to do everything we can do. We're going to prepare. We're going to work hard. We're going to do everything in our power. We do all those things. We're not going to lose. Okay. I promise you that. So it'll be fun. And, and we'll take care of that, that stuff. Uh, to make sure you have an enjoyable high school career and experience. Totally, man. And like I've always said, nothing is, you mentioned it, nothing is more fun than winning. Like I played on a team with your brother when we were juniors and we like, we were the epitome of the name of this podcast. We did not play and we won so much. We had so much fucking fun. Yeah. The next year, like we played a lot more. We weren't winning. We didn't have as much fun. fun. Yeah. Nothing is a substitute for winning. Yeah. And, and I think as long as, you know, as, and when you have a team like that team was like, you're kind of like your perfect kind of high school team, your typical, like r- really good high school team where, you know, who the best player is, you know, who the second best player is and everybody else better do your job and fall in line and just, you know, like it's clear as day. Yeah. Um, you know, last year, you know, my team, we just had a lot of, talented player like who is really the best player like who how what role do you feel you know I should be a starter I'm not a starter. you know it's a lot of ego when you're when you're coaching a lot of talent there's a lot of ego there it's really about buy-in coaching personalities um it's much harder to coach a team full of talent than a team without talent it just it's just much harder there's so much more baggage involved with it. Yeah. Just like you mentioned, trying to balance everything, trying to make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. It's tough. Especially during the uh, social media days. <laughs> like you can we'll, just we'll search get into people. Yeah. We'll get into that, but that's the one that I'm just like blown away at, but <laughs> yeah. We, happy I, is hard. You know, you're not going to do it all the time. You just want to make sure that they, they understand that what you're doing is, is for them it's for the team it's for the school it's for something bigger than yourself as long as you can get them to get to that place 
mentally, you'll be okay. You know, there'll be some times where they'll be upset they didn't play as much as they should have. And I said, you know, I told them, I feel like that all the time. You know, I understand what you're, where you're coming from. Um, but I try to be as transparent as possible with them and kind of explain to them why this is happening, what we can do to make it different for yourself or not, you know, and, and I think that kind of settles things. Absolutely. That's all you really can ask for as a yeah. player transparency. Um, but man, let's, let's start from the beginning. Like we, we really want to kind of dig in and basically like where, where did your love for, cause if anybody knows you, you have a lot of passion, a lot of love for basketball. Like you could see it from a mile away, whether you're playing with you against you coaching with you or against you, like where did it start? When did you fall in love with the game of basketball? Um, I started playing basketball when I was in third grade and it was, I was always around the gym because my mom was um, a volleyball coach for like, you know, our elementary school. So I was always in the gym all the time. Every day I was in the gym and so I just picked up a basketball, you know, I, I played baseball obviously when I was younger and then I played basketball and I just, for some reason, I, I loved it. And I remember vividly, like when I fell really in love with it, we were on a camping trip summertime and we went to Manteca water slides, which does not exist anymore. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Up in uh, Sacramento? It was like, like, yeah, up that, yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> And we rented like a, um, like a um, mobile home thing, you know, we parked there and then we just went to the water slides for the whole weekend and everything. But I remember we had, a, there was a little TV in there, a black and white TV. And we got the NBA finals. And it was Michael Jordan against the Portland Trailblazers, right? 1992, okay. 91-92 season. Yep. And I remember watching the game on that black and white and I was like, yo, this is amazing. And I think it was the game where he hit six threes in the half or whatever it was. Yep. And I said, hit the shrug. yeah, he hit the shrug and I'm watching the shrug. And, and I'm like, this is it. Like, yeah. this is incredible. What am I, wa-? you know, like, and I've watched the world series, you know, I'd watched baseball, like, but th- when I saw that game, I said, he hit the shrug and I said, oh my God, (laughs) this is my sport, right? Absolutely. And I think that's the moment where I was just like, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in on basketball. And, um, and then from there, I just, you know, we, I played on, I was lucky to play on really good teams. Like when I was in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, like coming up in the city, you know, I played at Upper Noe. That was my park. Like that was, we played in the park and rec leagues. There was no real AAU kind of club scene back then was very limited very very limited so we kind of made our own you know with our park and rec team and um man that was just the best time you know that's when I fell in love with the game my coach was crazy you know back in the day like but we he made us better like he made us care about winning and getting better as players and um that was it man after that it was it was a wrap yeah. There's something about that time in your life, like that age group where it really like you're doing it solely for the purpose of having fun. So yeah. there's nothing else like it at some point. Like, of course, you still love the game, but there's there's more work involved at that point. It's it's a lot of just having a good time, having fun, trying to emulate what you see on TV. Yes, it's the best. Yes. And that was a big part of it, too, trying to emulate what you saw. And I think now 
kids are lucky to have YouTube. They have so much access to all this stuff. You know, back in the day, we were just waiting for that John Tesh tune to come on or whatever, you know, the guy's name was. Uh, and then NBA and NBC would come on. Yeah. We have the marquee game, the morning game, then the afternoon game. And like, we would have to wait for that. Uh, and then luckily I, I got to watch the Warriors a lot when we're on TMC. So, yep. you know, I got, I got some good basketball, you know, exposure. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why. I just picked it up, but, um, you know, cause my dad is not really, he didn't play basketball really growing up. And I think my mom probably had more to do with it just because we were in the gym all the time. And Hey, it was like free babysitting, like go, go into the side and shoot on the hoop. And that was it. Absolutely. Love that. <laughs> uh, you mentioned before, like being able to play on a bunch of great teams. You mentioned the state championship run that you went on your senior year in 01, um, you were able to play with some unbelievable players and Marquise Cately, John Tofi. Those were the games that I grew up going to. So like, yeah. I remember my buddy's uncle was a coach somewhere at Reardon. I don't remember what he coached Marco Flores. And he was like, hop in my car. We're going to watch Reardon. We would follow you guys to Bellarmine. We'd go all over to watch that team. It was incredible. Um, do you ever take from those experiences and those times and kind of like try to motivate your guys or, try to um, not compare, but let them know, like, I've been here. I know what this is like and try to relate. Um, I don't really, to be honest, I mm -hmm. don't, uh, I, I don't think it resonates as much as you think it would. Um, for me, it's about, I think what resonates with them is more about what you show them every day. Like we, like the, the one thing that I will try to do is I try to like put them on, put them up on like reared in basketball history. And like, that's very important because I kind of, it puts you in, puts it in perspective of there's been a lot of great players. Like, do you want to be one? There's been a lot of great teams. Do you want to be one? And they don't really like, it doesn't, you know, just to get them to think about that, I think is a, a big thing in today's culture. Like, you know, it's always about, you know, guys in the past and I don't want to sound like an old head, like, you know, this guy's, you know, I'm not, I'm not like that. Like the today's players are much more skilled than we were growing up. Sure. Um, they lack other things, but they're better at other things. You know, it's like, but pretty much they're the same, you know, they're the same when you were like, they're the same kind of kid, you know, it's just, you have to adapt with the times. And so I don't really, I don't really hearken back to those times that much. Um. I mean, John Tofi probably will because, you know, he has a state championship ring <laughs> and yeah, it's easy to show right. off. Um, the <laughs> only thing that I'll do is I'll just be like, you know, you want to, it's nice when I walk in the gym and I see my, my year in the, in the rafters, right. Yeah. That's always a nice feeling. It never gets old. So you, I want you to have that feeling. So the only things that I really expressed to them about the old times is like, it felt so great to do this with my friends, to do this with my classmates and my team. I want you to feel that same thing. And it was great for the school. You know, that's what I try to tell them. Like it's, it was great for everybody involved, like the band kids, the people, the kids coming to the games in the stands. We had, I, it, what was great to me is we had, we had your version was at the games this past year where the little kid was in the front row. I saw these little kids following us, the Bellarmine and all this stuff. I'm going, 
this is amazing. That's so awesome. You know, that's yeah. why we want to put a great product on the floor. That's fun to watch. Look, I could win. We can win playing super slow, grinded out basketball. We could win that way if we teach that way and drill that way. It's not the way I want to win. I want to put on a show for people. I want it to be fun. I want it to be dunks and speed and athleticism. Like that's the style we want to play. That's the way we're going to play. And we're going to win this way. That's a great, uh, I love that too. So who are some of your like influences from a coaching perspective? Like I have a few that come to mind that play like coaches that want to like play fast, play fun, but also like be disciplined. Like who do you, like who, who's some of your guys that you've always sort of studied and try to implement in your, in your process? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, man, I kind of take from so many, you know, like I just, I would say my, like, let's say like Don Nelson with the small ball, right? Like mm -hmm. that was amazing. Yeah. I love that. I was thinking about doing that way back in the day right like when you knew me like when i just started coaching like i'm like let's play this way like yep. i don't think i've ever told a guy to like stop shooting which is like the opposite of how we grew up probably like don't take that yeah. shot kind of thing yeah. like i don't think i've ever said that because i trained them to shoot that right so um i want them to be confident so you know something you know seeing that right but seeing also um you know, Pat Riley is kind of like my guy, you know, like if I had to pick one from, from the, the OG ranks, I would say Pat Riley, just because Showtime Lakers, I know he flipped the script and was like bully ball in the nineties. Like, yeah. You know, but, but what he built in Miami, look what he's built in Miami. Right. Like, so mm -hmm. I would say Pat Riley's is probably the guy that I kind of look up to the most, you know, and how he came up. Totally. Yeah, that's a great, great person to have on your route. Mount Rushmore, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, talk about dynasties, like you said, Lakers and Miami. It's crazy. All that guy does is win. Yeah. <laughs> Good person to look up to. And you have to go by your personality, too, right? Like, yeah. you know, you can't I, – I, I'm not going to say Greg Popovich because I don't think or talk or act like Greg Popovich. Like, it's not it's – Your not, teams don't play like that. Yeah, they don't play like that, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. work for me. You know, not to say he's not one of the all-time greats. He's on Mount Rushmore, of course. Like, right. Or like, you know, and Phil Jackson, I like Phil Jackson a lot because, uh, you know, I, the triangle is great, like all that stuff. And just the way he kind of tapped into the team spirit, right? You know, mm -hmm. I think that was amazing. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I Those kind of things I kind of draw, right, from a few things. There was a year where we just meditated every day. Like I would, I would we'd go into the yeah. locker room before games and I would turn off all the lights and we would do like a meditation before every game. Why did I do that? Because I'm like, dude, this team needs it. They're they're like nervous. Like I don't want them to feel nervous during you know before a game. Yeah. And so I said, I, I think I just read Sacred Hoops or something. And I was like, I'm just, we're just gonna meditate, you know. And it worked. I mean, it worked. We played great. And then that's what great coaches do. They see a deficiency or they see what their players are lacking. And that's what you coach do. You don't just be stubborn and do your own thing. No, I've, I've, I've always adapt. Like it's adapt. been crazy for me. Like since I took over the, since I took over the program, like we've had like distinctly different teams. Mm -hmm. So you can't just run like a system, like where you're just running the same stuff every year, blah, blah, blah. Like I couldn't do that. 
Yeah. I my team last year I had seven, one, six, ten, six, eight, six, eight, six, seven, six, six on a high school team. Crazy. It, it, it was it's kind of hard to coach that size because you're like yeah. I the game is played with guards like the game is played spread out the game like how i want to play like how the modern game is played mm-hmm. with three balls like you can't what am i gonna do i have i have <laughs> huge, you know this huge roster like yeah. so i had to adapt i was pulling out stuff from the not from my like early 2000s like 90s playbook like i love that i was like i never thought i would do the, use this again but we had to right so and, and kind of tweak it and it worked yeah, Big time. yeah. <laughs> well, I think me and Alex know this, but for the people that don't know, like, how did you get your foot in the door coaching? If you could maybe shed some light on that, because it's a pretty interesting thing. Some people have a passion, but don't really know how to get in there and, and actually go after it and do it. So what was your kind of start? Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to be a coach. Like, I just knew I wanted to be a coach. Um, I was always like, a captain on the team. I was just like, a, I was just a, an extension of the coach when I was playing. So um, when I graduated from Reardon, I kind of started coaching a little bit, my, my brother's CYO team. So what happened was I was just kind of like training him and Andrew Colville, like on my own. Cause I was like, I don't want you guys to suck when you go to Reardon, <laughs> you know, my brother can't be whack. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, you guys have to be good. So, yeah. we, you know, I, I, well, I, we would go to Mission Rec, we'd go to Upper Noe, we would shoot, we would just, you know. And then, so when they got into like middle school, I started coaching their team, their CYO team. So that's how I started okay. with, uh, with me and big Jamal, Jamal Ball, another Reardon Crusader. So we started coaching that team. And then when I was at USF, Coach Forzen called me and he goes, hey, do you want to be the freshman coach? And I said, I can't. Like, I'm still in school. Like, I just can't do it, you know. It's a commitment. I'm working. Yeah, I'm working. I'm, I'm going to school. There's no way I can do it. I said, but I'll, I'll, after I graduate, I would love to. Um, and so in the meantime, though, I was just kind of like, if he needed me to scout for him, I would go scout, like, you know. I'd film some games. I'd, I'd hang around. I'd try to come to practices whenever I could um, and kind of get in that way, right? So I kind of already knew. And with with Coach Forslund, he was very, like, detail-oriented, right? He's very meticulous. He was scouting, you know, like he, like most high school coaches weren't even doing that back then, right? Yeah. And so I kind of got to see that side of it a little bit more. And, um, and then when – he stepped down actually, you know, he actually didn't come back and, um, and Rich Buckner took over. He called me and said, Hey, do you want to still want to coach? You know, you've been around, like, do you want to, do you want to get into this? And I said, yeah. And so that was it. One of the best things that ever happened, man. We love being <laughs> on that team when you were on the staff, it was damn yeah. near the perfect yin and yang. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> so fun. And I'm not, you know, I, like that time, and it was kind of, and I was young, you know, I was in my early twenties. Right. So, yeah. Um, Cause this is going to be my 14th year at rear. That's right? crazy. So, to think about dude. Yeah. And then, and then I had those two years when I was kind of just like in the mix, but I wasn't really on staff. Right. So I was just kind of right. part time, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I just will never forget my first varsity coaching head coaching. Like I got 
thrust into it, you know, because they need to yeah. coach Buckner. And I'm like, okay, I got to coach you guys. Yep. <laughs> and we're down in LA and we're playing these teams. We have no clue who they are, you know, and they got Couldn't some good players. And um, man, it was awesome. But I got my first win down there. So that's cool. I remember that was our senior year. <laughs> yeah, we were going to bring that up. Do you yeah. remember there was one part, you know, how like Coach Buck got, got ejected? Do you remember the other side? Who got ejected from that side? Because this is a fun story that you need to be telling. So we remember the other team. Yeah, Correct. so we that was like a like first of all that was like our yeah. only win of the tournament, and that it was, was we looked at a fight with Calabasas. Yes, yeah, was Calabasas. It was Mark Jackson's son, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> so the person who got thrown out on the other side was not little Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's mom. So yeah, right. his son's grandmother, <laughs> she was talking big shit to the ref and he tossed her. Grandma ass. got ejected that game too. <laughs> yep. And I, I, I remember this, I was like, this game is wild. We actually came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game. Mm-hmm. Did we win the next game? No, we lost. Okay. No, we, we, we actually the, had to look it up. It was okay. yeah, we looked so up the record. We won last that year. game, came back and won that game. And then the next game we lost, but I think we were we were in it. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, we were riding high, and we had some good momentum. Yes, we did. You took over at the right time, for we sure. Did. We had a good, we had some good momentum. I we fell a bit short, but it was like proud. It was like still proud. Like, hey, we we almost got two in a row here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For that I mean, for that, that team, a, that was overachieving. Yeah, that was a highlight of the season. Awesome. And like, I, I remember what I remember from that game. From that game, is we had a. I I don't know why I thought of it, but. We had a nice little strategy. We were zone. We were pressing. I remember. Okay? And then we would press back into a zone and then we would press back into a man and we would press back into a zone. And I would just throw up. If I throw up two, we're pressing back. Yep. into two. <laughs> and I remember like the other team was so frustrated yep. and they had a guy going to USC, I think. Yeah, I remember that the blonde kid with the, the curly hair. Yeah, I did. I did a little flopping to get him teed up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> I think, right, like. I think Danny called him a curly headed fuck and he got teed up. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we just threw him off and we we just had a nice, it was a nice little, little win there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun, man. We, we still have that memory. We were talking before what we wanted to talk about and we both brought that up. That was amazing. Um, But back to your time when you were kind of helping out Forslund and and doing mostly like video type stuff. Um, I know you, so I know, that probably back then you were plotting and you had in your mind, if you were to get that job one day, what things you wanted to do, what things you would change. Yeah. So do you have any of those things today that in your mind, when you were that 23, 24 year old kid filming for the varsity that you wanted to do for the program? Are there any things that you're using today? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think, I think as I matured, I think what I learned is, um, what not to do and what to do right like so i i took yeah i took yes i like that yes i i i don't i know i do not like that right i took a lot of that and then i said now what else can i do right so the one thing for me is like i never wanted to like during that time i never wanted to ever be not good right so like we had good teams and then we would have a bad team and then we would have another bad team and an okay team and then we'd have a good team and then we'd have a bad team I said no 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 I said when I if I ever have this job 
<laughs> we're going to be good every year. Yes. Like maybe one year will be great, you know, and then the next year will be great. And maybe next year will be good. And then we'll be, but I'll tell you one thing, we're never going to be bad. Yeah. Okay? Like that was the one thing that I said I was going to do. Like, I was like, this ever happens. Like I'm for sure never letting that happen. Right. Um, other thing I wanted to do was during that time, I always thought like, man, I just hate that we can't have a good freshman team. Right. Like, you know, that was big for me. Like, I'm like, we need to, I'm looking at all these other programs and they have winning records, basically all four levels or, mm-hmm. you know, two, JV and varsity are really good or freshman and varsity are really good. Right. And so I said to myself, well, I'm, I'm going to have a good freshman team. Like I'm going to have a good, you know, so, yeah. and I did, you know, we, we won the first freshman championships we've had since I was a freshman in 1997. Yeah. And that's crazy to think about. We won both A and B last year. And we went 42 and two at the freshman level. Damn. So that's how you set the tone. So that was the plan like that. That's always been the plan and it came to fruition. And I think if we would have had a full JV season this year, I think we would have won the JV title this year. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of plotting and like thinking long, like big picture, long-term stuff. And, and one thing I always said, going back to the beginning was one thing I will do is I will make sure that my guys play fun brand of basketball and that we play, an athletic way you know and i always believed that and um we did it we've done it love that i think implementing that sort of like farm system from the freshman level is is key because then you have all four years of guys fully on board with the program and seeing like people in their class you know shine at the jv level at the varsity level and it just sort of like works its way down as everybody wants to be on board like succeed and I mean, yeah. it starts at the top, but like the freshman teams where you got to start building that, that foundation. And I think when we were going to, through, through high school and in earlier days, I don't know if that was as like prioritized in the program. So it's, it's really awesome to see. Yeah. And one thing is like, I, I'm like at all the freshman trials. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I, I, I like, I said, I would never ignore or neglect the lower levels. I will literally coach a freshman practice you know, multiple. That's big. So I will, I will coach the varsity team and then I will stay or I will be there early, make sure I do the freshman. Then I do the varsity or I've done the same thing with JV where I'm like, I'm going to stay late and I'm going to coach the whole JV practice. And I'm going to get, you know, help the JV coach to kind of set the tone and kind of make sure that these guys know, I know who they are. Like, you know, yep. I don't ever want to feel like, you know, I don't know about you, but there's times where it's like, there's no way the varsity coach knows who I am, right? Like, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like an older brother. I'm worried about winning his games. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's fine. But like, that's not what I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I cared about them too, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to win too and, and learn and become better and all that. Oh, and the last thing I've said, the most important thing that I thought of when I was thinking about all this stuff when I was in my 20s and all that was I never wanted to let a guy be who had a chance to play at the next level. I never wanted to let him fall through the cracks. Mm. You know, like I was like, 
we're going to do whatever we can in our power to make sure that his academics are right. We have a plan for him. He knows what it takes, what is necessary and required to play at the next level. And we're going to put him on that plan to make that happen. So I don't want to see a guy that is could definitely play and have a bunch of division one offers have to go to city college. Like that was the big thing for me. Like I'm ending that shit. Like that's yeah. over. Yep. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. Now, sometimes it makes sense to do that. That's all good. Sure. But with me, I'm not doing that. Like we are going to have our guys grades, right. We're going to have them take the SAT. We're going to have them get them tutors. We're going to do everything in our power to set these guys up for life going forward. I don't want to waste this opportunity for them. That's what we're here for. We're here to make sure that they take advantage of that opportunity. And we've done that. You know, that's something that I'm most proud of is that we've done that. Absolutely. And that's the big difference between just being a coach and being the head of a program who really cares about, you know what I mean? What, what everybody's doing. And that's huge. So we have our study halls. We have our, you know, we like, we do our grade checks. Like we do all of that stuff. Um, and I always said, if I'm going to take the job, I'm going to give it my best effort. Like, because I was them. Like, I know that I was that person. Like I wore that Jersey. I wore, went to the locker room. I walk those halls, all these kids I know from back in the day where I know I wish I could have done more for, like, if I'm in that position of power, I'm going to use it. I'm going to do my best. Absolutely. Hey, man, the, the track record so in the couple of seasons you've been coaching. So <laughs> it's amazing to see what you're doing. Um, going back to the last season, I think that was sort of like, you mentioned it, like you had aspirations for state. Um, it got short. One of the things that like I noticed was like we were the first or you guys were, like the first school in the city to really get like locked down from COVID. What was it like telling the team? Like, how did you have to break the news to them? And like, did you s- still sort of work with them throughout the lockdown period? Or was it kind of just like closed book and let's let's look at college from there? Yeah, it was um, it was kind of brutal, you know, to tell them um, just because it was just so sudden, you know, it was so random. It was just killer. And the guy, and what made it worse too, Al, was that they let De La Salle move on and play That's another right. game. They did. You know? And then that game got played. And then that was the NorCal champion. And then the next day, everything got canceled. And I'm like, you can't be the NorCal champion. You didn't play the number one seed. Like, yeah. we didn't get eliminated. We didn't get beat. You have to go through us to get there, right? Like, that's just how. I thought on our court. So, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what you know, so that was the part that hurt. Like they let them keep playing, like keep yeah. playing. And then another game got played and they said, Oh, we're, we're the champ. I'm like, no, man, like that was BS. Like that, that was the part that kind of got everybody. It didn't make it easier, you know? Yeah, man. And uh, so after that, everyone was kind of home, right. We didn't get to have a celebration of with a WCL title. You know, we didn't have, mm-hmm. We didn't get any of that, you know, and and um, and winning twenty three games and having a great, you know, like we didn't get to to get any any love for that, and that I think that hurt them the most. Totally, absolutely. I don't know if you watched um, the newest season of Last Chance You. It's the uh, they they did a basketball team this year. It was JC, and it was kind of a similar oh yeah uh, arc path where they were really the favorites to go all the way. And then they, they filmed um, the coach kind of letting the guys know like Corona took it this year. We, we can't move on. So I can only imagine. That's brutal. Yeah. Same was thing. to break the news. Yep. Can't, you know, it's, it's been a, 
that part was tough. And then not to be, I haven't seen them since, you know? Right. Yeah, man, that sucks. You know, like the graduation was, it wasn't really a graduation. You just picked up your diploma in a car and left. They missed a whole milestone in life. Can't yeah. get it back. It's a bummer. Um, but touching on last season again, uh, I think it was the most viral rear never went during the senior game. <laughs> um, Dominic Stevens. I think most people know the story, but if not, he was your team manager, correct? Was it for all four years of, uh, of his Reardon career? Yeah, he was your team manager? Year and senior year, yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I haven't actually talked to you about this, but what I read was that you and him made a bet. Is this true? That is, if he was able to get into basketball shape, you were going to let him suit up for the senior game. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he cheapishly came to me and was like, Coach, is it possible to get a jersey and play in a game? And I said, you know, I mean, you saw the team, right? So um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many D1 players you have? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a second. I said, wait, so to play in a real game, like not, he's like, yeah, like I just, I was just hoping that I could do it if, so, if it's possible. And I said, are you sure you want to do this? Like it's, oh, I thought it was strange because I'm like, do you want to get thrown out there? You know, like, that's league in northern california yeah and i'm like you know we're not playing we're playing really good teams like you know and so he's <laughs> like no you know it's like my dream whatever right and i said i'll tell you what if you go to with coach jones every day in the weight room and you work out every day you cannot miss a day unless coach jones tells you to miss the day for rest i will let you put on a jersey you got a uniform and hopefully by senior night, you'll be in shape and you can get it. Okay. This is what I told him. He said, I'll do it. I said, are you committed to this? He said, yes, I will do it. So I called in <laughs> Ryan and I said, Hey Ryan, this is what, what we're going to do with DSTs. And he goes, are you sure? And I said, <laughs> yes. And he goes, all right. I said, and you tell me if he doesn't show up. If you have a 6 a.m. workout and he doesn't show up, you tell me. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay. And Deesties went to every single workout. That's amazing. And he dropped like 20-something pounds. Oh, damn. It was that much? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yes. Damn. And he went crazy in the weight room, right? Like he like really – and then not only that, but he was coming in the mornings and shooting. Well, that so explains a lot. Double days, right? Yeah. And so I said, I, I couldn't believe it really. You know, I was like, like, he really, he really went all in on this. And, um, I was getting videos at six 30 in the morning, you know, <laughs> of him shooting and stuff. And I said, Hey, he's putting in the work. Right. Yep. And so he got that Jersey and he got the warm up hoodie and he got to go out there senior night against Sacred Heart Cathedral. And mind you, we had to win this game to tie for first place. Right. Yep. So it was a big game. <laughs> Yeah, big. Um, and uh, it got tight. The game got tight for a little bit. And I saw him, and he was looking so nervous, like, oh, my God, am I going to get a chance to get in? Because I know we have to win this game. But um, I called a timeout, and guys were like, Coach, you're going to put in DSTs? And I had to, like, stop them, and I had to be like, look, you guys better get on it. Right, they are blowing this team out so this man can get in the game. Yeah, this is in your hands. And it was like all they needed to hear. Like it wasn't about like get the ball to the post, get the ball. Like 
it wasn't about any anything like that. It was like, yo, do you want these things to get in? Everyone was like, yes. I said, well, then you better start being up and you better start scoring and you better start running. <laughs> and they went on a crazy run. And so the crowd is going, we want these, these, you know, we want these. And I kind of was playing, playing it up a little bit in the moment. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of looked at the crowd and they had his face <laughs> on the placard, you know, like on the sticks. Yeah. And I looked at them and they're like, yeah. And they like go crazy. And then I didn't put them in yet, you know, cause I knew, I knew I wasn't going to put them in yet, but I was right. just kind of playing it up. You and then, build the crowd up. Yeah. I was building them up. And then finally I said, all right, check in. And then after that, I did not expect any of that. Right. I just thought he was going to get in and run this two minutes out and we're going to be done. You know, coach champs, WCAL, let's go on to the playoffs, you know? And um, then he hit splashed those threes, dude. And it was just bananas. Sports center, bleach report. Like, yeah. I was getting texts from buddies that were like, hey, didn't you go to Reardon? Like, yeah. look at Twitter right now. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Millions of, views. <laughs> Millions of views. Yeah. Millions of views. And so, um, I mean, I had people calling me and telling me that was the most, the greatest sports moment they've ever witnessed. You know, I had moms crying like after the game to me, like. I'm sure you know, your mom was crying, right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, come on. Every, like it was like, I had, you know, people coming up to me like, don't you, I can't believe you're, oh wait, you're the coach that's on that clip and this and like, and I'm like, yeah. Um, it was just wild. It was wild. And it was, but you know what? That showed the team, you know, like you said, how much fun they had. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't like, no, nah, don't let him play. Like, what are you talking? You know, they were like, yes, yeah, yeah. so let's do it. Like, we're going to go on a 20-0 run. So he make sure he gets in. Like, yep. And I wasn't going to say no because I could have easily said no, right? Like, no, you're the team manager. We have 12, 13 players on the team that need to play. I could have done that. But, yeah, you know, knowing knowing the kid and, and knowing, you know, the team and everything, like, it was the right thing to do. And then he made the most out of it. That's for sure. He really did. That was yeah. <laughs> the fact that he came in and hit back-to-back threes and, like – like you said, Matt, like that's the stuff you see on like Sports Center, and the fact that it hit Sports Center and blew up yeah. like that, just wild. And yeah. like that's he the stuff that like changed lives with travel that. on him. And it, I don't think it should have been called. He should have had eight points. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he kind of they called like a shuffle on his feet, right? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I don't know. Like I think he yeah. got off. Just and a then he tried to take a charge, and <laughs> that could have been a charge. Like I was like, he could he could add some. Yeah, some real highlights. Yeah. Good for him, man. Well, a lot of people are saying that who knows, maybe this could be made into a movie. So I want to know. I, me and Alex know the answer. Who's playing Coach Joey in the movie? You know oh, the answer. Leonardo DiCaprio. No doubt. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Hands Easy. down. And, and Coville. Oscar for the, get another best 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 man, uh, best actor Oscar. Yeah. Absolutely. And Coville, who who's uh, the best supporting? Oh, who would play That's that? That's a tough one. <laughs> oh. Who would play that? Um, you know, you know what I'll go with? I'll go with um Matt Damon. Oh, I they like work that. off each other well. Matt Damon. <laughs> yep. He gets I'll jacked. Him, I'll give him an A-list guy. There you go. That's nice. <laughs> Shout out to Kobo. Yeah, Love that. Like, he's like the I was telling my family, um, he's just a perfect assistant coach for me, you know. Like just 
my 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 right hand man been there from the from the get go. From the jump. Um, shows up, does his job, does what he, you know, like he's just the most hilarious guy ever. Like, yep, he's just he's great. Yeah, we love Andrew. <laughs> um, all right, well, we were talking about kind of how the season got cut short. COVID kind of robbed you guys of your state title run, all this stuff, right? But it really spilled into this year. It's May, and you guys are just restarting your season. So in a normal year, if for those who don't know, like high school basketball starts in May for summer league, and you play all the way, and you play open gym in the fall, and then you start practices in what, October? Yeah. Usually. And preseason starts in November, December, and then you're playing league in January. So with all that big chunk of time, without being able to get your group together and practice and all that, like what have you been able to do to, to supplement that time and kind of get your guys together, get them going, keeping them in shape? Like, has there been anything to substitute? Yeah. So, you know, what I did um, is I kind of set up my own club team and I just said, look, man, we don't get to practice. We don't have a gym. Like we haven't had a, by the time we had our first practice in the gym, it had been over a year since we'd been in the gym. So I said, you know, we haven't had, a, I don't, you know, all this stuff, you know, guys, luckily my guys are really self-motivated. They, they, you know, they figure, figure stuff out on their own. Um, trainers are now, you know, prevalent nowadays. Like everyone has their own basketball trainer. So they were getting out with them. And, um, but I said, let's, let's go play in some tournaments, you know, cause the rest of the country was playing. Yeah. You know, like, like they've been playing and AAU has been going. Right. So I said, I'm not going to just sit here at home, like, and have my guys, like my guys were like depressed. They were, you know, yearning to be back in school and with their team. And, um, it was hard, man, for a while, you know, just to see them like, Hutch, are we going to have a season? Are we going to have a season? What are we doing? Are we going to be at, get back in the gym? And I had just had to keep saying like, I don't know, you know, like, I really don't know. So we went out and played, uh, we traveled and played in some tournaments and um, I'm just really happy we got to do that. Like I, I just wasn't going to sit back and just let them not play basketball together for a year. Like I just wasn't going to do it. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to sit back and like take the year off, so to speak. Like I'm not right. built like that. You know that. And we're just going to go out there and grind and we're going to go play some teams. We're going to go play club teams wherever we can find them. Yeah. And we did and we beat them. And, you know, we were really good. So um, that was the crazy part is like for a moment, um, I was thinking to myself, like, we actually could have been better this year than last year. That's wild to think about. Yeah. Like we literally could have been better and it would have been hard to do, but there was a chance for that to happen. Um, And, you know, obviously some things didn't, didn't, you know, fall into place. Right. You know, we didn't start when we were supposed to start all this stuff and, some guys like transferred and all this other stuff. So it didn't really come to fruition the way I thought it would, but yeah, that was a real possibility. And so what sucks about that is that we are, we're, I think we are a potential state championship team again, you know, like we could have been that again. And how often does that happen? You know, back to back years, right? Not since 0102 probably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So to, to have that kind of, not be able to happen again sucks you know yeah 
instead of, you know, I'd be nice if you were talking to me and I said, oh yeah, this is the state championship ring, right? That we won last year. It makes a big difference, right? It's a, it's a, totally. it's, a it's a big milestone. And to not have that opportunity again, when you have that high of a caliber team, that sucks. Yeah, for sure. Got robbed. Um, but yeah, like this year's team, you guys probably have, I mean, I don't, I don't know the team too well, but arguably I would imagine you'd probably have what eventually three, four, five D one players on this team. And I know that the program has changed a lot where you have had a lot of college coaches reaching out to you, coming to practices, really scouting these talented players. So like, what has that been like? Have you been able to kind of take that upon yourself to make those connections and, and fill that void? Yeah, that's a different part of the the job that you don't really realize until you have these caliber players, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's a whole nother job in and of itself. It's like ridiculous. Like most of my most of my phone calls are college coaches calling me. Like usually we just text everyone right nowadays. Like, but my calls are from college coaches, you know? And so um it's it's a trip that world, you know, the recruiting world, how it all shakes out. You have to be up on, you know, viewing events, right? You have to have, now you have connections with AU programs and say, Hey, this kid should play here so he can get seen and he can get exposure and this and this and that. And um, connections with the college coaches that, you know, are recruiting your kid, but maybe they might be interested in another kid down the line in two years. And you're sending them video, you're, you know, like, yeah, it's really something And like, Hey, you used to coach at, you know, Gonzaga, right? Yes. Do you know the assistant there? I think this kid would be great for it's, it's a lot of that. A lot of networking. Yes. And uh, that's been a big, big thing. And so you're networking at the D one level at the D two level, D three level, Juco national Juco level, which is new mm-hmm. and the prep school level, which is new for me. Like, so now like we sent a couple of kids to prep school last year. Right. Oh yeah. I saw that one kid went to Spire, right. Where Lamelo played. Like that's a thing that like that, that was something that I had to get. Oh, you know, the, you know, the head coach at Spire and, you know, it's just um, building that network. And, and I think the bigger prospects you have, the network grows. So it goes even more complicated. That's been interesting for sure. And I think I know why a lot of high school coaches tap out because that's a lot of work, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of responsibility too Um, because there's sometimes where I was like, especially during this time when there was no AU, there was no exposure events, right? Mm -hmm. D1 coaches could not come to my gym. D1 coaches could not sit at a facility and watch a dozen games and kind of figure out who's good and who's not. Like we had to like call and then the transfer portal was going bananas, right? And they got an extra year of eligibility, all these NCAA players. So the number of scholarships was slashed tremendously. So like you could be a senior supposed to graduate. And you say, actually, I'm going to opt in. I'm going to come back. And that coach has, has, you know, that coach thought he was having that scholarship freed up for a high school kid. And guess what? He's not. I didn't even cross my mind. That's take it back to so senior. Incredible, <laughs> incredibly hard. The most difficult recruiting year in the history of NCAA basketball, right? Yeah. Um, and so that has been another challenge. And we only have two seniors on the team this year. One of them got a division one scholarship. Yeah. You know, Robert, right? High school. Yeah. So that's awesome. You know, and you know what, if we weren't at all those tournaments, 
you know, we didn't have that game film for him Mm -hmm. that I could send to college coaches that, you know, which is what happened. You know, he's at city. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Cause yeah, he was committed to to Fresno state, right? Yeah. That's that's a a distinct possibility. You know, like that, what that that was a reality. Yeah. You know, and that's why that motivated you, right? What's that? That motivated you to. Oh, to... that's why I was like, I'm not sitting here at home. Let's like, I'll, let's go. Like, let's figure it out. Like, love that. I mean, it's just great to see. Like, you're you're running it like a college program. Like, you yeah. have, you know, you're making calls. Like, I, like I asked the question earlier, but the first thing that comes to mind is like Coach Cal with his guys at Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. players first, connecting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you alluded to it earlier. So, like, how are you? With us, when we played with with you and Buck, like you always had the ability to connect with us. Um, that's the book. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Coach Cal <laughs> got it right there on the bookshelf. That was a to the to the audience. That was a, a book by Coach Cal, and like that was the first thing that clicked for me. And like Matt and I and you obviously had a connection when you were our assistant coach. Um, take us through the last decade and how you've been able to sort of evolve with the times, adapt with social media, more talent, more prominence nationally, like what's uh like what's working for you like is it just you know like you said just being genuine yourself or um you know how are you staying that keeping that that connection going yeah you know um i think it's just being yourself but also like recognizing i think because i wasn't a star player i was a i'm like able to like tap into even like the non-star players, right? But I can, I can motive. I want to keep them motivated too, because I know how important they are. And so, everyone has an importance. And so, like, I hate the term role player because everybody has a role anyway. Like, Yvonne Dorsey's role is to shoot thirty times. Like, we needed yeah. that from him, right? Like, like that yeah. was his role. It just happened to be his role, right? right? But, but everyone, you know, but that wasn't his role before. You know, two years ago, he had a different role that was very important, too. So, you know, that kind of stuff, like, I think to me, it was always like, what do we have to do to make sure that we win? And I know that winning involves so many players that doesn't it doesn't show up in the box score. Like just being a monster at practice leads to the win the next night. It just does. And I knew that I always knew that. And so I also always believed in like the player that we're getting is not the, is not the end result. So I've had guys who said they can't shoot and then I've coached them and then they're like, now they can shoot. And I'm like, yeah, you were told you were non-shooter. You're not, you just didn't get good coaching on shooting or like you didn't shoot enough or someone didn't believe in you or like, you know, whatever it is, like, and I said to myself, like, I'm just not going to be that coach. I'm not going to be just say, hey, you know what? This guy sucks. Like, I'm not going to deal with him. I'm not going to do that. I, sometimes I have to take pull myself back. Like, I'm spending too much time with a guy who's going to play three minutes. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, I got to talk to the guy who's going to play 30, right? Like, a little bit more. Yeah. And But that's just my personality. Like, I, I want everybody to eat. Like, I don't want just, like, that's just me, like. I want all my friends to be successful. I want all my family to be successful. I want everybody at Rooney to feel like they're part of a success story. And so I'm just going to take them up with me as much as I can. Right. That's amazing. And, and even the players, like, I mean, we, 
we're happy we're talking about stuff from the Raptors. Like we we see the 08, 09 CCS and like we played probably collective 20 minutes on the season and we feel <laughs> like we did it. So like for yeah, your teams now, I was a part of that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. like for your teams now, the players who might not be playing, you know, 30 minutes, they still feel like they're involved. They still feel like they contributed to a, you know, WCL championship, CCS championship, hopefully a state championship. As they should, though, you know, as they should. Because you have to remember, like, uh, you know, when you guys were running scout team all those those times, like, Mm -hmm. Al, you were the shooter on the scout team. Like, you know, you were the guy running off this double staggers and doing all this stuff. Like, if you weren't good, if you weren't good at that, and you didn't make shots and make them got make those guys guard the way they should be guard. Like that's a perfect example. You know, if you didn't do your role and you weren't a star in your role at that time, who knows? Maybe we lose, maybe we lose one of those CCS games, right? Like, you know, I I think it, it just, but to not like, acknowledge that for you like that would not be me like i would be like no this you you've actually helped us win this game like you know like you may not think you're as important as daniel cannon but you know you share an importance bro like you know like it's very very important what you do totally absolutely gotta touch everybody yes um well we got a couple couple more things before we wrap up we know you're a busy man we want to get you out of here but uh we got a few team superlatives. So we're going to say a couple things. And the first player on your team that comes to your mind, that's who it is. So um, class clown, the Andrew Covill award. Who is my that cur- on the My current team? Current team this uh, year. Oh. Um, <laughs> the problem is we have too many of them. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, class clown award, probably Lee Hubbard. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, vocal leader. Who's your guy out there? Vocal leader. Um, you know, we don't, you know, that's one thing that I wish I had a little bit more of, but I would say one, one guy who's growing into that role. Well, I would say is Robert. Oh, okay. Nice. That's good to have at the next level. Yeah, for sure. And you want and, your senior uh, to be kind of that vocal leader. It just makes it easier. And it's, it's, it also helps when they're good. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i mean everybody's looking to him so that yeah. you know um last one who's a team dj who's uh who's playing the music uh in the locker room and on the buses and stuff well we haven't had a locker room or bus this year this year oh, that's right <laughs> um we have our first bus trip on saturday to bishop o'dowd nice so in the past i'm trying to think who it was oh man it was probably Bryce last year. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'd probably say it'd probably be Lee this year. It's one of the seniors. You know, they always kind of take over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay, and then we got the uh, the DNP questionnaire. It's just a few questions we ask our guests just to get a little bit about your basketball history and just a little, know a little bit more about you. So what's your favorite pair of shoes all time to hoop in? Of all time. Oh, to yep. hoop in? Um, Strictly to hoop. Oh, man. This is a good one. I would probably say some like... Oh, I'd probably say some Kobe's. So... Mine too. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like several of them that are really good to hoop in. Like, 
he had that stretch where he was just bringing out yeah. like yeah heat, heat. yeah like oh eight to like 2012 yeah. especially <laughs> when he went to the lows yeah he was really killing went, it. like when he first shifted over to the lows um i was like okay it's over you know yep like these they were light guys. yep yeah. light grippy the best yeah and those Kobe's were the ones yep <laughs> For sure. Yep. Before uh, that, I'd probably say before Kobe's, I'd probably say um man, no Jays. Jays were never uh, that good to hoop in. Yeah, not to hoop in. Um, what were you rocking on the uh on 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 Reed and Vars back in 01? I was I was rocking some retro 11s though. <laughs> you know what? I remember being a kid in the gym looking at the at the NorCal championship and who was the kid in the in the fucking elevens? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do like I do, yeah. So like I would I wouldn't practice in those, right? I was practicing some yeah. other stuff, obviously, you know, but the game game night I would rock the elevens. Yeah. And then because I knew I wasn't gonna play that many minutes anyway. So I was like, I could rock five minutes in a fly at least. Like, no problem. Yeah, my warm up time would be the hottest. Nah, bro. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Um, but, For sure. but yeah, I could do I could do five minutes in the elevens. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, who was like your guy growing up? Who was your favorite Hooper to watch? Oh man, I mean, besides MJ. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, I loved I loved Penny. Penny. Mm. Penny that. was my guy, dude. Like he, I thought he was. That's why I wore number one. Oh, yeah. okay. That's why because Penny. Yep. Love that. Yep. Penny was. So if you had, you get the Augs chord, you get one song to put on. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are you choosing? Is this for warm up or, or what is this? It? Could be for for anything. If you're in the whip, if if it's for warm up, oh, if you're wow. at, you know what I mean. Usually, so, if it's for a group of people, right, Al? If you're at a, if you're at a party and somehow the Augs chord gets in your hand, what are you uh, what are you putting on to get it going? <laughs> See, I'm, I'm 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 I like I'm more of a mellow dude. I mean, I like it all, right? I like all the music, but <laughs> yeah. but my my natural like lane, I'd probably put on like let's say you're at my house, right? And we're just opening some scotch and chilling, and people are coming over, and it's my birthday or something. Ooh, I might put on "Gorgeous" by Kanye West. Oh, there you go. Set, set the mood right. That'll you know? get you going. Yeah, just run that whole album. Yeah, but I would <laughs> start there and just have it shuffle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love that. I remember trips going to different gyms in the back of your car. You always had Kanye on. It was oh, it yeah. was a fun back car to Lexus. be. <laughs> yep, we had a good we had a good the, uh, we had good maybe. drives to these summer tournaments and all this other <laughs> stuff, and those yep. are always fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so last thing before we get out of here, every chance you get on Twitter. You love to troll me with uh, Jordan Poole. I want to say the last one that you sent me was, I got receipts, was in December of 2020. You <laughs> tweeted to me, he will be out of the league when his contract is up. And here we are. You got one in, more year left, right? In May, in May of 2021. <laughs> and JP is up to 11 points a game. He's getting kind of a role on this team. He's shooting better percentage from the three and from the field. I just want to know what your updated scouting report on him right. is, or do you still believe after next year he's gone? I will say this. He has, he has gotten better. Um, he's only doing it against the lottery teams. It's bizarre. <laughs> like he I goes off on the lottery. <laughs> he, he does. No, it's, it's the dude that when we play cap has 20, 
But when we play Bellarmine, can't score. You know? yeah. It's that dude. Like, oh, oh, did you see him though? He was killing El Camino. And then, <laughs> you know, we play Midian. Dude is three turnovers, 0 for 2. <laughs> you know, missed two free throws. He's quiet. Yeah, right. He's that guy. So, you uh-huh. know, they picked up his option. So we know he's going to be in the league for one more year at least. Mm-hmm. I think he ends up in China. You know, what? Yeah. I mean, I like he's rocking the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, I mean, I hope not. Like, I really hope he proves me wrong because I don't yeah. want us to waste a first round pick on that, you know? Yeah. Right. He just can't guard. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's still growing into his uh, his grown man body, and he. I just don't like. Uh, <laughs> I hope he, I hope he keeps getting better. He's young, right? How old is he? Yeah, he's twenty one, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll he's give him time. time. But I, I just don't. He scared me with that for rookie year. Yeah, that was. Ugly. I mean, it was ugly. He got thrown in quick. Yeah, that was ugly. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. So you know, but I give him props, bro. He's gotten better. He's not. Yeah. He's not like a. He's not a big fat negative out there anymore. That's a good thing. Yeah. No, definitely not. Al, you got anything else? How are we doing on a uh, Poku watch? The dude from the Thunder. <laughs> he's not doing anything, right? He's I haven't tapped. I think he's out for the season. He's hurt or something like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How are we gonna he, watch him? <laughs> that guy oh, was such a joke. He is bonds. Yeah. I don't care what Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer says. I don't care what any of those dudes say. Yeah. No way. I've he's never seen a seven footer look like he's six three out there. He looks like way to play. he wants to play like he's six three. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so who is he gonna guard? Nobody. <laughs> he's getting crossed. Yeah, he's getting destroyed. I'm like, oh, where? <laughs> yeah, but I think you know what so I I would have to say, who is your favorite player then? You know, my Penny Hardaway question. Toss. You know, yeah. What what do you think? So we uh, we did this on our first episode. So mine is Jason Williams, okay. my chocolate, and AB was AI. Oh man, AI was my favorite college player. Yeah, I think. yeah. that Georgetown. Then, uh, the Georgetown. shoes I chose were the uh, the pro models. Oh yeah, super comfy. Yeah, yep. <laughs> the cushion I had the cut was crazy. Right, and they were grippy too. Yeah, yeah. first time something you else. Any like, the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he only rocked pro models. Pro models, yeah, yeah sponsored by Adidas. <laughs> and mine were the Kobe threes, the the shoe right before he went to the low top. Remember, they kind of looked like the Stephs. They were like the waffle Johns. Oh yeah, the, oh those. Those were my I shit. Remember those? I remember yeah, those. <laughs> I never wore shit. those. I I can't tell you if they were good. You know. Oh, they were great. Those were the lightest shoe I ever had in my life. Oh, nice. Yeah, the the lightest really shoe good. I ever had were these old Steve Nashes, like the the Nikes. These Nikes. Oh. They were crazy light, like almost like dangerously light. No support <laughs> kind of thing. They were yeah. so I love them. My, I was like, my feet felt like uh mm-hmm. they just had a strap. I don't like they had like a little bit of laces and then they had a little strap. Oh, those things were crazy. They fell apart fast, but I was gonna say, <laughs> those were I was gonna say Hirachis were probably on there too. The first Hirachis. Were those two K fours? Yeah. Two K fours. Yeah, those were hot. The little top strap. Yeah, those are nice. <laughs> yeah. Those are nice. Yep. I had a couple pair of those. <laughs> yeah, those were those were tight. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's pretty much everything we had for you. We appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. Uh, appreciate your time. 
Um, and we would love to have you back um, when mock draft season gets here. We want to have Coach Curtin's. Uh, Dude, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do a we'll do a draft pod if you're down. Yes, that's it. That's, that's awesome. Let's do it. Love, Perfect. likes, and hates. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll get the you ready. Live the first live recording of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, all right. Awesome man. Well, thank, thank you, Joe. You, Joe. Appreciate thank it you. once again. Yep. Joey Curtin, coach of Rear and Crusaders. Good luck this season, man. We'll be we'll be watching, um, and we'll we'll be keeping track. Appreciate it. Appreciate Joe, the appreciate time, it. man. Take it easy. Yeah. Thanks again, dude.